The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Bowl & Branch. Getting a great night's sleep is easier and more affordable than you think. Go to bowlandbranch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets. Promo code Big Idea. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, April 4th. In today's news, another alarm bell for Republicans in a Wisconsin election. The family of the woman who went on a rampage at YouTube's headquarters warned police before the shooting. And China just escalated the trade war by slapping some retaliatory tariffs on U.S. goods. But first, the big idea. Bob Mueller may release multiple reports on President Trump, obstruction of justice, and Russian interference. Lordy, there may be reports. This week has brought several new clues that Mueller views his charge quite expansively. My colleagues Carol Lenig and Bob Costa scooped overnight that the special counsel informed Trump's attorneys in early March that he is continuing to investigate the president, but does not consider him a criminal target at this point. In legal parlance, Trump is a subject of an FBI investigation, but not the target. But there's a really interesting nugget in their story that may foreshadow how this is all going to play out. Mueller also has told Trump's lawyers that he is preparing a report about the president's actions while in office and potential obstruction of justice. Mueller has reiterated the need to interview Trump, both to understand whether he had any corrupt intent to thwart the Russia investigation and to complete his portion of the probe. Mueller's investigators have indicated to the president's legal team that they are considering writing reports on their findings in stages, with the first report focused on the obstruction issue. Under special counsel regulations, Mueller is required to report his conclusions confidentially to Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, who has the authority to then decide whether to release the information publicly. One person familiar with the discussions said that Mueller's team said they want to write a report on this to, quote, answer the public's questions. The president's allies believe a second report detailing the special counsel's findings on Russian interference would be issued later on. Some of Trump's advisors have warned White House aides that they fear Mueller could issue a blistering report about the president's actions. It goes without saying that the Mueller reports would be the most hotly anticipated legal document since the Starr report in 1998. Experts believe Mueller's plan to prepare reports for public consumption is significant for several reasons, the most important of which is that it might suggest he does not think he can indict the sitting president. There's an old opinion from the Justice Department's Office of Legal Counsel that says that, though this is not settled law. Ultimately, the president's culpability will almost certainly wind up being decided as a political matter by Congress. That heightens the significance of the midterms. So the timing here matters tremendously. If the report comes out before the election, it could take an issue that's not been top of mind for most voters and put it on the front burner. Phil Mudd, who served in top jobs at the CIA and FBI, said Trump should be a lot more worried than he appears to be. Reacting to the news on CNN last night, he said, quote, If someone walked into my office and said I was the subject of a multi-year criminal investigation led by Bob Mueller, I'd wet my pants. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. 
Number one, in Wisconsin, a liberal judge, Rebecca Dallet, decisively won a hotly contested and very expensive race for the state Supreme Court, defeating her conservative opponent, Michael Skrenok, by 11 points. Democrats have not won an open Supreme Court election in Wisconsin since 1995. The race is technically nonpartisan, but both candidates turned it into a political referendum. Dallet ran ads that accused Trump of, quote, attacking our civil rights and our values, unquote, while Skrenok portrayed himself as a, quote, rule of law conservative and repeatedly touted an endorsement from the National Rifle Association in his commercials. The Democratic victory is another proof point of an enthusiasm gap that is favoring the left as the midterms approach. Republican Governor Scott Walker, who is seeking a third term this year, is sounding the alarm, and his aides say that he's trying to use this defeat to galvanize conservatives. He warned in an overnight tweet storm that a, quote, blue wave is coming, and he said that he needs GOP volunteers and donors to step up to prevent it from washing him away. Number two, the family of the gunman that shot and injured three people at YouTube headquarters yesterday before killing herself warned police that their daughter might, quote, do something at the company. ABC reports that the daughter, Nassim Agdam, was a YouTube personality who was angry with the company for changing filters that caused her to lose some of her followers. She's been staying at her grandmother's house, but went missing over the weekend. When police told the family that her car was found in Mountain View, her brother realized that was where YouTube's headquarters is located and called the police back to warn them something was wrong. Police reportedly told the family that they would keep an eye on her, but just 12 hours later, the shooting commenced. Number three, China just announced tariffs this morning on 106 U.S. products in retaliation against Trump's tariffs. The move comes after the White House yesterday announced $50 billion worth of tariffs against Chinese electronics, aerospace, and machinery products. China's tariffs cover U.S. products like soybeans, airplanes, and automobiles. This move threatens to upend global supply chains for corporations like Apple and Dell. More than anything else, though, the Trump tariffs are going to raise prices for American consumers. This is going to create a political problem for Republicans. Trump's trade war is already affecting local economies in places like Iowa and California and Michigan. It could put several GOP House seats in jeopardy. In a rare public rebuke of the president, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell criticized the Trump tariffs while attending an event in his home state of Kentucky yesterday. He said that, quote, this is a slippery slope, so my hope is that this will stop before it gets into a broader tit-for-tat that won't be good for our country. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, April 4th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.